Welcome to our Q4 ILTA Business Partner Spotlight. I am here today with Cortec Leasing, and I am Beth Ann Stubbe, Director of Publications and Press for ILTA. I'm joined by three of the coolest business partner members we have. If they'd like to introduce themselves, we'll start over with Bill. Hi, I'm Bill Pitcairn. Uh, again, I work for Cortec Leasing out of New York, and I'm a senior account manager handling the, the accounts, the law firms on the East Coast. Mike? Yeah, my name is Mike Henderson. I work out of California. Um, Territory-wise, I handle a lot of the Midwest. Um, I do have accounts all over the country. I'm a vice president of sales and have been at Cortec over nine years now. And Whitney. Yeah, hi, my name is uh, Whitney Jones and I am also out of California, but I'm in Southern California. Um, and I am a senior account executive and I handle the Southwest, South and Southeast territories for our legal team here. Awesome, well, thank you guys for joining me so much today. Mike, let's start over with you. Can you talk to me a little bit but about the current economic factors that you're seeing that are impacting your firms and other firms' financial decisions? Yeah, thanks, Beth Ann. Um, I think, as everybody knows, economic factors affecting not only the legal market, but corporations nationwide are multifaceted right now. Um, there are some things that are prevalent and, and that are obvious in the market. One of them is law firm overhead expenses are increasing. Um, there's a lot of facets that go into that. Uh, one of them is tech spending is increasing. It's up 8% year to year, according to the Thomson Reuters study. Um, we have inflation at 8.3% year over year. Um, interest rates, obviously, I think everybody knows are increasing um, with the Fed, which pushes treasury rates, which are the indexing features that most lenders use, um, up. A um, couple examples. Um, 12 months ago, the 24-month Treasury rate was at 0.29%. Um, I looked today, and the 24-month rate is at 4.27. So basically, up 400 basis points in the last 24 excuse me, last 12 months, um, which directly increases everybody's, um, you know, cost to borrow money. Um, we also have an inverted rate curve. Um, meaning the 24-month rate is higher than the 10-year 10, 10 rate. Um, that's an inverted rate curve, which signals normally uh, in a recession going forward. So I think a lot of firms are aware of that. Um, many firms had, you know, surprisingly, 2020, 2021, a lot of the large firms had really good years. Um, and some of the clients that I'm talking to now are seeing, you know, some of the um, increases that are, are maybe not going to happen in 2022 or 2023. Um, the year-over-year -year numbers, instead of increasing 15 to 20 percent in terms of revenue, um, they're hoping to hold things steady. Um, we've also had supply uh, chain issues that have been affecting a lot of our customers on certain equipment. Um, I personally have had clients that have waited six to nine months um, to take possession of laptops. Um, I have Cisco projects for some types of switches uh, that were ordered in October of 2021, and the projects are still not completed yet. Um, and then we moved to international market volatility. Um, as I'm sure everybody can see, you know, what's going on in Ukraine. Um, we have turmoil in, in Ukraine, 
you know, with the war with Russia. We've also had all the issues in China with the COVID shutdowns that's increasing, you know, turmoil in the marketplace. Um, again, I spoke to the demand going forward, and many of the firms are concerned about that. And public confidence in the markets is another issue um, with what the Fed is doing, whether it's going to work, whether they're going to raise rates too much um, to, to push us into a recession, put unemployment up. Um, so there's a lot of things going on right now in terms of economic factors that are, in fact, uh, impacting all the firms. I think that's a really interesting place for us to look at the legal sphere from. To go back to just something you said a little bit earlier, can you make any predictions uh, for, let's just say, 2025, about how this is going to impact really the supply chain and then into legal? Yeah, that's a good, good. Um, I mean, looking forward, Beth Ann, I, I believe in talking to, you know, resellers and talking to people that are supplying this equipment. They do think a lot of these issues are going to get alleviated um, over the next 12 to 18 months. And maybe in 2023, some of these issues are going to decrease. Um, I mean, just one thing. So container costs to ship product from China, you know, skyrocketed over the last 12 months. So it was a lot more expensive to ship equipment. The container prices now are coming down, um, which means there's more containers free. So you would think that would be helping the supply chain, which should alleviate some of these problems. Definitely, I'm interested to see kind of where costs are headed. And with that, Whitney, let's go to you for a second. Can you talk to me about the top benefits of leasing and financing in our current economic climate? Yeah, of course, Bethann. Um, so I am going to piggyback a little bit on what Mike was just talking about. Um, and I think it's pretty apparent that there is, or that the market is particularly volatile right now. Um, and when there's a lot of volatility, there is a lot of uncertainty. And when there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, people want to hang on to their cash, right? Um, so firms are going to want to keep more cash on the balance sheet. Um, and leasing and financing is one way that can help firms do just that. Um, Rather than making an upfront purchase, if you lease, and lease or finance a piece of equipment or project, um, you're converting or it converts that uh, total cost into a monthly expense, um, which in turn, right, uh, frees up that cash for you as a firm to invest in higher ROI activities. Um, another benefit would be fixed rate financing, which is particularly valuable in an environment like right now in which the rates are continuing to increase. Um, when you enter into a lease or finance, uh, you are going to lock in your rate for that for that time. So as rates continue to increase, um, the firm is obviously going to be saving money over time. Um, and when you lock in your rate as well, you're going to be getting your fixed monthly payment, which is a number that firms can you know use to plan and budget. Um, also, when you enter into a lease, uh, we take a residual position in the equipment cost. Um, so basically you as a firm are not paying for the entirety of that equipment, which again is saving the firm money, um, which is exactly what, uh, firms and everyone's trying to do right now, right? They're trying to conserve their cash. Um, and then leasing also <clears throat> another benefit would be, um, it gives the flexibility to pivot. So two examples of this would be, you know, if you go out and you purchase equipment, you're generally married to it, right? Until you get to the point where you're either going to sell it or you're going to dispose of it. 
Um, but when you go into a lease, if you, you know, per, or if you are leasing um, a number of HP equipment and two years down, the, <clears throat> two years down the road, you want to switch to HP, um, we can work that into the lease and to accommodate that change for the firm. Um, another example would be once you reach the end of term for a lease, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you have the option to extend that equipment or purchase or return it. Um, and with Cortec, you can do it on an item by item basis, depending on the equipment, of course. Um, and another benefit would just be matching the useful life to the payments. Um, you don't want to be paying for equipment or keeping equipment far past its useful life. I feel like you probably should also start leasing bikes so I can start trading in my cross bikes every couple of years <laughs> when I want to go into that. But let me ask you a question kind of completely off the cuff. And okay. I know you may not be prepared, but we have a lot of small firms that have struggled throughout the pandemic. What do you think is the best piece of advice you could give to a small firm to help them save money on products or services? That that pivot you've talked about, how would you help them? So I guess what first comes to my mind is for a lot of firms, uh, small firms, I should say, they have a tendency to pay cash for equipment. Um, I think a big reason of that is that they, depending on how many attorneys and employees they have, um, they don't need a large number of laptops or whatever it may be. And there's all, there's usually like a, a frame of mind in which, you know, they'll replace things when they break or they just generally pay cash in leasing. You know, when you get to the bigger firms, um, they are much more experienced and familiar with leasing. Um, so just trying to get the smaller firms over that line and get them educated, you know, educate them on what, you know, what they'd be looking at if they were leasing, what to expect, what are the benefits, and really walking them through the process, um, I think would be very beneficial. Absolutely. And I think that brings us perfectly over to Bill. Bill, what are some specific leasing and financing strategies you at Cortec are providing law firm clients to hedge against inflation? Because this is a big deal right now. No, Beth Ann, you're right, it is. And, you know, what we tell a lot of our uh, clients as well as some of our prospects is, you know, in, in addition to financing uh, equipment, hardware, you can finance software and services. <clears throat> Excuse me, a lot of a lot of firms don't know that. Um, it's a way to hedge against again <clears throat> what's going on in the in the marketplace, where you know a lot of these software projects and a lot of service projects are pretty expensive, and you you know you can finance these as a way to save your firm money. We also offer deferred payments this time of year. Um, you can, you know, put your payments out till January or February, uh, enabling the IT department to save on their budget. Uh, a lot of them look to do that this time of year. It allows them to get equipment. And a lot of times the resellers are looking to cut them deals on equipment. So they're able to get additional equipment in here that they might not have thought they would be able to by deferring the payments out till next year. One of the other things we had offered, as I mentioned, you know, we finance software and services. We've had firms that are looking at large software projects uh, that also include a lot of services, you know, and, and one of them was looking at a, a multi-million dollar project where, you know, they had some issues because there were some partners that were looking to retire over the next couple of years, and they didn't want to burden them with the, the full cost of the project. So we were able to put together a structure where we charge them lower payments up front um, for over the 60 month term. And then at the end of that, we had a balloon in there. So again, uh, as newer partners came on, they would pick up some of that. And as the older ones were leaving, they wouldn't get hit with the full burden of it. 
You know, we do a lot of, uh, in addition to leasing of IT equipment, we do a lot of um, fixture and furniture leasehold improvements once we get in there and start working with firms. So we're able to put together 84 month structures on that that just allows the payments to be lower and they can string it out over, you know, beyond five years because typically a lot of the furniture is able to last that long and it just allows them to, to get a better bang for their buck. Um, as far as laptop leasing goes, we do a lot of that. That's probably the, the number one um, offering we have with our firms. Uh, typically they put in together, they put together a refresh program that we work with them anywhere from 24 to 36, maybe even 42 months, where at the end of the term, they're able to replace that equipment with new uh, hardware. And, you know, laptops and tablets, which are probably the majority of the firms that we deal with, their partners are, and their attorneys are using those now, uh, just like it makes it a lot more flexible for them with the remote environment. They could take them to work or they can work out of their houses. So, you're able to move around with them and they, they tend to get pretty beat up. So at the end of the three years, you know, we put in a refresh program where they're able to replace that older equipment with new equipment. Uh, we also give them the ability, as Whitney had mentioned, to uh, return, purchase or extend equipment on a line item basis. So if they have some partners or attorneys that are working on a case and they need the equipment for another month or two, we give them the ability to do that. Um, you know, and again, as, as an independent, independent lessor, um, we're, we're pretty flexible and what we can do, uh, we're equipment agnostic. So, you know, that, that leads to the flexibility that, that Whitney had mentioned as well. So if someone brings in a particular manufacturer and that manufacturer can't supply the additional equipment they need to us, it doesn't matter as long as they have what we consider a tier one manufacturer. We, we give them the ability to replace one manufacturer with another, and it just gives them a lot more flexibility, uh, especially nowadays, as Mike had mentioned, with the supply chain issues that we're all running into. I had hoped by the time I got to see you all at Ilticon, we'd be past you know the work from home struggles, the supply chain issues. Bill, you've been in this legal, legal vertical or legal adjacent space for years. Why don't you think more firms have adapted to changing tech? Is it just because it's cost prohibitive for them? You, you know, that's a that's a good question, Beth. And I think what happens is a lot of firms get they get set in their ways. They don't really look to change anything unless there's a reason they need to do it. Um, I think the pandemic pushed them into doing that. Where, you know, at that time we were probably bringing in maybe you know sixty percent of what we were doing is maybe laptops or tablets, maybe forty percent desktops. Well, we're we're at the point now where almost everybody brings in laptops or tablets. They don't even bring in any desktops anymore. And you know, one of the things that I think this has done is we're seeing the IT departments, especially, they're doing a lot better planning than they have in the past. And one of the reasons they were able to get equipment within a week or two or you know three, uh, as far as delivery goes, well, as Mike had mentioned, you know, we have you know, for, for laptops now, unless you're getting a base model, you're, you're looking maybe eight to 10 to 12 weeks. And as Mike had mentioned, some of the bigger networking gear like Cisco, you're, you're looking at 12 months. So again, I think it's, it's put the firms in a position where they've had to do a lot better planning than they've had to do in the past. And I do think that there's more of that to come as we look ahead toward 2023. Thank you all for joining me today. And I would like to encourage our ILTA audience to reach out to Cortec Leasing to help their firms change for the better. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you.